Welcome to Scarlet Tavern. Grab a drink, take a seat, and let's begin. On tonight's episode, get ready to dive deeper into the rabbit hole, where Xenu's spacecraft doubles as a deluxe intergalactic cruise ship and Tom Cruise's couch jumping skills are the secret to unlocking the mysteries of the universe. Trust me, folks. This episode will have more plot twists than a daytime soap opera written by extraterrestrial scriptwriters. This is Scarlet Tavern. All right. Not sure what's going on with our intro, but it was it's not working, but it's okay. Oh no. It's okay. Um Oh, I know what's going on. It's because I accidentally deleted the file so it can't pull from it oh god well, that, that I, I cleared yeah. my com i cleared space on my computer and i deleted a bunch of stuff and i forgot that i deleted that um <clears throat> yeah. i'll drink to that so. uh, i'm pretty sure i also deleted stuff that i need for origins game fair but well, uh you might want to get that back yeah i'll, I'll get it back um all right well uh, by the time this comes out, this will be out on Friday. Um, I just want to let everybody know, uh, for any of the gamers, anybody watching, um, I have been asked to be a game master at Origins Game Fair on the weekend of the 24th, 25th, next weekend. Hell yeah. Um, nice. I'm super, super excited to do that. Um, it's opening up a lot of doors for us, uh not just for D and regular D and D, but for the stuff that we are trying to produce and put out. Um, so I'll be, I'll be there. If you happen to be in Columbus and are going to origins, you can come see me. Um, I'll be there Friday and Saturday all day running games. Um, and I'll be walking around when I'm not, um, but yeah, so part two of Scientology, um, I say we get right into it. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Hubbard lies at the core of Scientology. His writings remain the source of Scientology's doctrines and practices with the sociologist of religion, David G. Bromley describing the religion as Hubbard's personal synthesis of philosophy, physics, and psychology. Hubbard claimed that he developed his ideas through research and experimentation rather than through revelation from a supernatural source. He published hundreds of articles and books over the course of his life, writing that Scientologists regard as scripture. The church encourages people to read his work chronologically in the order in which it was written. It claims that Hubbard's work is perfect and no elaboration or alteration is permitted. Hubbard describes Scientology as an applied religious philosophy because, according to him, it consists of a metaphysical doctrine, a theory of psychology, and teachings in morality. Hubbard developed thousands of neologisms during his lifetime. The nomenclature used by the movement is termed Scientologies by members. Scientologists are expected to learn this spe uh, specialist terminology, the use of which separates followers from non-Scientologists. The church refers to its practices as technology, 
a term often shortened to tech. Scientologists stress the standardness of this tech by which they express belief in its infallibility. The church's system of pedagogy, believe I'm saying that right, is Mm -hmm. called study tech and is presented (laughs) as the best method for learning. Scientology teaches that when reading, it is very important not to go past a, a word one does not understand. A person should instead consult a dictionary as to the meaning of the word before progressing, something Scientology calls world cl- word clearing. The scholar of religion, Dorth Refslund Christensen, describes Scientology as being a religion of practice rather than a religion of belief. According to Scientology, its beliefs and practices are based on rigorous research and its doctrines are accorded a significance equivalent to scientific laws. Blind belief is held to be of lesser significance than the practical application of Scientologist methods. Adherents are encouraged to validate the practices through their personal experience. Hubbard put it this way, For a Scientologist, the final test of any knowledge he has gained is did the data and the use of it in life actually improve conditions or didn't it? Many Scientologists avoid, avoid using the words belief or faith to describe how Hubbard's teaching impacts their lives, preferring to say that they know it to be true. Scientology refers to the existence of a supreme being, but practitioners are not expected to worship it. No intercessions are made to seek this being's assistance in daily life. Hubbard referred to the physical universe as the MEST universe, meaning matter, energy, space, and time. In Scientology's teaching, this MEST universe is separate from the Theta universe, which consists of life, spirit, reality, and thought. Scientology teaches that the MEST universe is fabricated through the agreement of all Thetans, souls or spirits, that it exists and is therefore an illusion that is only given reality through the actions of Thetans themselves. Basically, the Matrix. Yeah. He believes that this world is the Matrix. I mean, he may not be far off. Are you saying that Elvin Hubbard created the Matrix? He did. did. Mr. Anderson. Mr. (laughs) Hubbard, would you like to come on the Sequest boat? That's funny. Um, Thomas noted that the primary focus of Scientology is self-improvement, while scholar of religion Donald Westbrook called it a religion of self-knowledge. In pursuing a path of self-discovery and self-improvement, Scientologists are, are expected to be dedicated and actively practice its teachings. Following Hubbard, Scientologists referred to this process as the bridge to total freedom, or simply the bridge. As promoted by the church, Scientology involves progressing through a series of levels at each at each of which the practitioner is deemed to gain release from certain problems as well as enhanced abilities. The degree system was probably adopted from earlier European organizations such as Freemasonry or the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Uh, we may we may delve into those two because they're they're both I really. Do that. Our, the Golden our, Dawn, that's like a, a cult esoteric <laughs> group, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, and the Freemasons, my family is very involved with the Freemasons throughout our family lineage. 
Uh, almost so every. You're the ones who all, are, who who did it all. Almost every almost every guy in my family's been a Freemason. Are you yeah. a Freemason? I am not. I have never taken the Mason pledge. My dad. Uh, yeah. My dad was. Um, but I never took the Mason pledge. Tell us your secrets, Aaron. I shall not. God, he probably doesn't. All of them have changed the last time he did anything with the Freemasons. It's been a few years. I, I heard a saying. They said the greatest the greatest secret of the Masons is that there is no secret. It's like Fight Club. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't talk about Fight Club. Exactly. Um, so we may we may delve into Freemasonry, Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. We may delve into Templars, stuff like that, because all of that stuff has seeded itself in our nation's history. If we do the Templars, I'll cover those guys. Um. Each of these levels, considered a step on the bridge, has a clear concluding point termed the End Phenomenon, or EP, and completing it sometimes is sometimes celebrated with a ceremony termed a graduation. In the church, the path across the bridge is commercialized and monetized with charges levied for each degree. Proceeding through the bridge with a church can cost hundreds of thousands of U.S. dollars. This monetization of spiritual progression has been a recurring source of criticism in Scientology. The upper levels are reserved for the most committed and well-trained Scientologists. Many so, of this... in other words, those with the most money. Yes, mm-hmm. basically. Celebrities, all of that. Right. Um, but, like I said before, even Tom Cruise isn't at the top level of Scientology. You would think with all those Mission Impossible successes and Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick, well, it, he could have bought himself a higher membership. Well, it's not that. They don't want him, I don't think they want him that high because he's so, so far into the world's view. Right. Everybody's seeing right. him. What happens if right. something slips? <clears throat> right. They'd rather right, right. somebody who's... Um, you know, in the shadows, but wealthy. As kind of thing. as in the shadows as their leader is now. Mm-hmm. Um, what if Tom Cruise were to find his own blackmail material? Huh? Um, <clears throat> many of its teachings are private and not disclosed to outsiders. Although many of Hubbard's writings and other Scientology documents are protected by the church and not accessible to either non-members or members below a certain rank, some of them have been leaked by ex-members. In trying to prevent dissemination of its secret teachings, the church has pointed to the respects often accorded to indigenous religions by those refusing to disseminate their secret traditions, arguing that they should be accorded by the same respects. Hubbard taught that there were three parts of a man, the spirit, mind, and body. The first of these is a person's true inner self, or theta being, or thetan. While the thetan is akin to the idea of a solar spirit found in other traditions, Hubbard avoided the term like solar spirit because of their cultural baggage. Hubbard stated that the thetan is the person. You are you in a body. According to Hubbard, the thetan uses the mind as a means of controlling the body. Scientology teaches that the Thetan usually resides within the human skull, but can also leave the body, either remaining in close contact with it or being separated altogether. That sounds like, Caleb, what was that movie where they changed skins? Remember? 
Invasion oh, of the Body Snatchers? No, no, no. It was a series you and I had started to watch. Uh, and they that's... had, like, the, the disc. And as long as that disc wasn't damaged, oh, it Oh, it's... That's, uh... Oh, fuck. The second season had Anthony Mackie. Yes. Yes. He was a... He was a... A soldier. Um, right. Shit. What was that? Look at that. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna look it up if because. You don't, I'm gonna call you. Hang on, kids. Boy, howdy, here we go. Oh boy, everyone, this is how this is how our board meters will go. Hey, you remember watching that? Hold on. Uh, altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. Yes, yes. That's, so I mean, that's exactly what it's. Ben, about. watch Altered Carbon. It's on Netflix. Really fucking yeah, good. And for those I, of you I, out there who haven't seen it, we recommend you watch. Um, basically, what it, what Altered Carbon is, as long as you had the money. You had these discs that went in your neck. That's where your consciousness lived. If you died, you could, you basically had life insurance that, depending on the level of it, bought you a certain body. So they would remove that consciousness and put it into a new body. So in the first season, it was one person, which he was great. Second season, it became Anthony Mackie's body. Question. So you said it's in the neck? Is where your consciousness yes. and everything. Now, that's in that. But it, according yeah. to Hubbard, it's in your head. Interesting thing. Just a quick side note. I don't know if they the show Alter Carbon did this on purpose. There are some religious, ancient religious practice. I think it's part some of Judaism. <sighs> don't quote me to our Jewish listeners if I'm wrong. I sincerely apologize. You can email him at ben.edwards oh, at gmail.com. Yes, yes, why not? The the feminist Scandinavians are coming for me. Why not add the right. Jewish community to it too? Uh, no, but they believe that the soul of the human was located at a certain at point in the back. Yeah, yeah, at the neck. So yeah. I was like, it's when actually, you said that, when you said that, I was like, uh, Buddhism no. believes that too. I, I was going to say, <laughs> Buddhism and Tibetanism also believes that. That's one of the key pressure points. But that's um, that's is why chakras. that is why Alter Carbon uses it. Alter Carbon was a uh, manga series, I believe, before mm-hmm. it was a TV show. Seems like a lot of shows are like that. It Alter Carbon's really good, dude. You need it's to watch really it. Really I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Really good. Really? I don't even have Netflix anymore, but it's really good. Me, me neither. But it's worth getting Netflix for like a, f- a little bit to watch it. It may be on something else, but I'm pretty sure it's... Uh, no, it, uh, you have to buy it on Prime, but it's on Prime. Um, it's considered a cyberpunk show. Um, that makes sense. I could see that. Sure, anyways, yeah. okay. That. According yeah. to Scientology, a person's Thetan has existed for trillions of years, having lived countless lifetimes long before entering a physical body it may now inhabit. In their original form, the Thetans were simply energy separate from the physical universe. Each Thetan had its own home universe, and it was through the collision of these that the physical mess universe emerged. Once mess was created, Scientology teaches the Thetans began experimenting with the human form, ultimately losing knowledge of their origins and becoming trapped in physical bodies. Scientology also maintains that a series of universal incidents have undermined the Thetans' ability to recall their origins. So he's basically doing a sci-fi version of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mixing all of these. 
it would not surprise me if they start teaching this at a certain point once they realize, okay, we got this person on the hook. They'll just, they're just buy, they're, they're literally just gonna buy whatever we tell them. Yeah. Because if yeah. you, because again, y'all know my stance where I am in my religion, Christianity. But let's just say I'm one. I had an open mind. And I was like, hmm, I don't know. I'm McDonald's. I'm gonna go there. If you threw this at me, I'd be like, I'm going to walk away now. Because yeah. this sounds batshit crazy. Yeah, but again, remember, all of these people are, they are down and out in desperate times. Try, they are lost mm -hmm. trying to find something. And, and I, like, I, this was really huge in the 80s. Um, because I remember growing up, and that's all you saw was the commercials for the books. Like, nonstop. Um, it just like it just seems that, like they said they encouraged the, the followers to read it in chronological order, which to me is very important because I bet you any money, Hubbard, as we've always seen, Hubbard talks about self improvement, oh, yeah. philosophies of man and spirit, blah blah blah. It all sounds new age guru brings well, you in, and then as you progress, we get to these thetans and living trillions of years, and it just sounds. Cookies. Well, and he guarantee you later in the books he contradicts himself. Oh, so sure. if they don't read it in order, they're gonna see all of this stuff. Um, Hubbard taught that the Thetans brought the material universe into being largely for their own pleasure. The universe has no independent reality, but it derives but derives its apparent reality from the fact that Thetans agree it exists. Thetans fell from grace when they began to identify with their creation rather than their original state of spiritual, spiritual purity. Eventually, they lost their memory of their true nature, along with the associated spiritual and creative powers. As a result, Thetans came to think of themselves as nothing but embodied beings. Scientology teaches the existence of reincarnation. Hubbard taught that each individual has experienced past lives, although generally avoiding using the term reincarnation itself. The movement claims that once a body dies, the Thetan enters another body, which is preparing to be born. It rejects the idea that the Thetan will be born into a non-human animal on Earth. In Have You Lived Before This Life, Hubbard recounted accounts of past lives stretching back 55 billion years, often on other planets. This man is so good that he remembers his the past 55 billion years that he lived. Oh, yeah. I can't even remember yesterday. Who are you guys again? Right? Well, and, you're old, then, so... Oh, shut up. What's funny is he talks about 55 billion years. As far as we can tell, the universe is only like 13, almost 14 billion years. Mm, I guess this is a case of the science really didn't back it up. And that's, and it is, uh, um, and that's only off by about 200 million years one way or the other. They're not sure which, but they know they're only off about 200 million years. So you're looking at about 13 billion years, but he remembers 55 billion, so... He was there during the Big Bang. I, I, I think uh, 
I think it's pretty clear he ain't exactly following the science. Oh, if he was there at the Big Bang, was he? Was that? Does that mean he's somewhere in the Big Bang uh, theories credits? Yes. In Scientology, uh, exteriorization refers to the Thetan living the physical, leaving the physical body, if only for a short time, during which it is not encumbered by the physical universe and exists in its original state. Scientology aims to exteriorize the Thetan from the body so that the Thetan remains close to the body and capable of controlling its actions, but not inside of it where it can confuse beingness with mass and the body. In this way, it seeks to ensure the Thetan is unaffected by the trauma of the physical universe while still retaining full control of the mind and body. Some Scientologists claim that they experience exteriorization while auditing, while Westbrook encountered one high-ranking church member who reported being exterior most of the time. Hmm. Talk about hmm. an out-of-body experience. Uh, for sure. Um, the purpose of Scientology is to free the Thetan from the confines of the physical messed universe, thus returning it to its original state. This idea of liberating the spiritual self from the physical universe has drawn comparisons with Buddhism. Although Hubbard's understanding of Buddhism during the 1950s was limited, Scientological, say that five times fast, literature has presented its teachings as the continuation and fulfillment of the Buddha's ideas. In one publication, Hubbard toyed with the idea that he was Maitreya, the future enlightened being prophesied in some form of Mayana Buddhism. Some Scientologists do regard him as Maitreya. The concept of the Thetans has also been observed as being very similar to those uh, promulgated in various mid-20th century UFO religions. Like mm-hmm. ones that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to establishing Scientology... He formed a system termed Dianetics, as we discussed, and it is it is from this that Scientology grew. Dianetics presents two major divisions of the mind, the analytical and the reactive mind. Dianetics claims that the analytical mind is accurate, rational, and logical, representing what Hubbard cl- called a flawless computer. The reactive mind is thought to record all pain and emotional trauma. Hubbard claimed that the reactive mind stores traumatic experience in pictorial forms, which he termed engrams. Dianetic holds that holds that even if the traumatic experience is forgotten, the engram remains embedded in the reactive mind. Hubbard maintained that humans develop engrams from as far back as during incubation in the womb, as well as from their past lives. Hubbard taught that these engrams cause people problems ranging from neurosis and physical sickness to insanity. The existence of engrams has never been verified through scientific investigation. No shit. Scientology maintains that the mind holds a timeline of a person's memories called the time track. Each specific memory is a lock. Go ahead. I was just going to say, apparently some people have lost the key. Mm. Yeah, seriously. Including Ron L. Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Dianetics, engrams can be deleted through a process term called auditing. Auditing remains the central activity within Scientology and has been described by scholars of religion as Scientology's core ritual 
primary ritual activity and most sacred process. The person being audited is called the pre-clear. The person auditing or conducting the procedure is the auditor. Auditing usually involves a question and answer session between an auditor and their, auditor and their client, the pre-clear. This is done at every church. When you join Scientology, you are audited at the very beginning. You are sat down with an auditor, handed an e-meter, and you go through an audit. And you are not allowed in the church if you do not take that audit. Right. I wonder if we could get away with trying it. I, I was just thinking that. You want to get a hold of an e-reader? We have no. no we have no, a church of Scientology. Church. We have a church of Scientology like twenty minutes from us. I'm not volunteering. It's a pretty big one too. Yeah. Well, I'm is. sure with the amount of money they have, I, I would. It's just it's have. a weird place for a church of Scientology. Right. Where's, it's, like in, it's in Florence. Oh. Is that so, considered Florence? Or? Yeah, it's considered oh, Florence. It's still. It's a small I mean, town for Scientology to be. Yeah. Um, I wonder. Oh God! Don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> Here we go. God, Caleb, you're gonna get brainwashed into a cult. Here we go. You already. <laughs> You already dodged the I'm going. I'm going to their their direct insight. Scientology of Greater Cincinnati. So oh. they they have. Oh, you can take a tour. Oh, that's cool. We really? should we should totally go take a. It's a free tour, Monday wow. through Friday, nine thirty a.m. to nine thirty p.m. and Saturday Sunday, nine thirty a.m. to six p.m. And there's refreshments. Oh hell, let's go. Let me know how it goes. No, I'm serious. We should totally, Ben, when you move down here, we should go take I a tour. Know. I ain't going anywhere near that. It, we have to do it for the listeners, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> All, literally, oh, is it, is it's, for, it's just... you're going to try and guilt me and say I hate children? Or it is. Or yes. Men? It's a free so, tour of the Public Information Center. It just g literally talks about the founding of Scientology. It's like a museum, almost. So everybody can address their hate mail to Ben. Ben dot Edwards. Uh, he hates now he's saying he hates children. So Especially if they're Scientologists. Right. Hey, if the Scientologists coming after us, they're going after all of us. They ain't just gonna stop with me. You know. Oh no, that. we're we're pointing them to you, Ben. No, thanks. Um I'm just I'm just loving the loyalty and feeling the love. <laughs> yeah, they're Oh, apparently they have a vet clinic. Like a veterinarian or yeah. for veterans? Oh no, I don't. I don't know if veterans are this stupid. What do they remove? Well, the there is the Marine. The well, there there is the Marine Corps. That's true, but and yeah, to all the Marine former Marine listeners out there, I make no apologies. But yeah, they they do like drug rehab and all of that, criminal yeah. reform. Lot of lot of cults to get into those businesses. It's um, easy money. You but yeah, we sh we need to we need to go take the free tour. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, let's go. And there's refreshments. Right. As long as they don't have Kool Aid. That's how they get you. The post. <laughs> like the post. Don't like the don't pastry. drink the Kool Aid. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, I'm totally gonna... I'm totally gonna walk in there and be like, does anybody have Kool Aid? Oh, <laughs> geez, <laughs> yes. That would be funny. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I'm I'm totally gonna wear like I'm gonna make a shirt that says Scientology is not science. 
Jeez. And He'll never let you in the building. Put He'll it on never there. Never let you in the building. Um, or under undercover auditor. <laughs> <laughs> Walk around with my own e meters, just a cardboard box. Uh, it probably right. works better than their e meters. It. I bet you dollars, pennies to dollars, or we, we wouldn't be the first people to try that. <laughs> um. An electronic device called the Hubbard Electrometer, or Electropsychometer, or more commonly, the E-Meter, is typically involved. The client holds two metal canisters, which are connected via a cable to the main box part of the device. I'm pretty sure this is just the old uh, can wire telephone. I was just going to say, we could just get two soup cans. We should totally and, and do that. We event shoe box. We we call this the D meter. Yes. Yeah. In the box. <laughs> right. when, when you said that, I just, I just thought of that lonely eyes. Um, this emits a small electrical flow through the client, and then see, we can do that. It goes through the client back into the box. We just attach a taser to the cans, so they grab the cans. We attach the taser and. <laughs> puts an electrical yeah, impulse yeah, yeah. um it th- oh we got this it thus detects fluctuations in electrical resistance within the client's body auditor operates two dials on the main part of the device the larger is the tone arm and is adjust uh used to adjust the voltage while a smaller sensitivity knob influences the uh amplitude of the needle's movement the auditor then interprets the needle's movements as it responds when the client is asked and answers questions the movement of the needle is not visible to the client. The auditor writes down their observations rather than relaying them to the client. Hubbard claimed that the e-meter measures emotional reaction by tiny electrical impulses generated by thought. Not true. Scientists, Scientologists believe that the auditor locates the points of resistance and converts their form into energy, which can then be discharged. The auditor is believed to be able to detect items that the client may not wish to admit or which is concealed below the latter's consciousness. So what they're claiming is that this e-meter that is being held in their hands is detecting electrical impulses generated by thought. However, if you look at real science as opposed to Scientology because it's fake, um, and I hope a Scientologist listened to this because you're all a crock of shit, my address is... um, well, there goes our chance of getting free refreshments. Um, ben, ben but, Edward. <laughs> um, but you, they're holding this in their hands. To measure any electrical impulses from thought, it needs to be connected to the fucking head. So, I mean, if we're, if we, oh, if this is the case, that means my EKG shouldn't work because they're going to detect my thoughts instead of my heart. So if I put my voltmeter that I use for work to detect the, it should the work. electrical charge it, on... It totally on, work. It should work. Here, that's that's what we need to bring is just a voltmeter. Yeah, that would totally work. Yeah. <laughs> just walk it's around with that. Vol- it's not my voltmeter. I we, ha- too much we have one. Okay. Oh. We have a couple. Really? Yeah. Always. You should always have a voltage meter. Is very true. Um, so, during the auditing process, the auditor is trained to observe the client's emotional state in accordance with an emotional tone scale. 
The scale stretches from tone 0, 0.0, marking death, to tone 40.0, meaning serenity of beingness. The client will be located at different points on the tone scale according to their present emotional state. Scientologists maintain that knowing a person's place on the scale makes it easier to predict his or her actions and assists in bettering his or her condition. Auditing can be an emotional experience for the client with some crying during it. Probably because you're fucking electrocuting them. Many, <laughs> many ex-Scientologists still believe the uh, efficiency of Dianetics. Urban reported that even the most cynical ex-Scientologists I've talked to recount many positive experiences, insights, and realizations achieved through auditing. It's therapy. It That's is. That's all it is. It it's is. Just, oh, 100%. It's I mean, 100%. we've all, I'm sure all of us have been through some therapy and it's what's more where we bear our two, souls. $200,000 therapy. What is the, the term for that specific? electroshock therapy no 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 it's the, <laughs> it's asking specific questions in a specific order which basically yeah. calls re it, it causes regression regression therapy it's regression oh, therapy. yeah yeah, yeah it, this is therapy, all it which, is. you're, you're yeah. asking key questions at key points in a, in a specific order to get you to regress back into thoughts that to get that you to you regress back 55 billion right. years 55 billion years exactly yeah. imagine not how much he, not imagine how much he was crying no, no no 50 has to be 55 not i don't 52. even i don't even think l ron hubbard can cry i i mean not no, now he's, he's definitely dead oh yeah so he's, he's dead he's definitely so. not crying now he he's I mean, it's just, well I mean, technically he's not dead his, oh, his like thetan, his, no, his thetan somewhere. Right. Probably right. inhabited, like, the next Hitler. Then there you go, Caleb. Just show up and say you're the reincarnated thetan. I'm I wonder how far home. I could push that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd have to um, study Scientology really hard. I mean, oh it just, but, like, but back on a serious note, this is, like, this is therapy. Yeah, like, 100%. I, yeah. I, I'm sure, and, and again, I'll, I'll never dang anybody who goes to therapy and this auditing thing just sounds like... It's, yeah, like, it's just more expensive. It, yeah, right. it's, it, right. it's therapy, and I was like... Right. And, and they're keying in on people who are already, quote-unquote, weak-minded. Like Tom Cruise. Because, because they're wounded or have been wounded, and they're looking out and seeking for validation of their person and existence. It's I funny, it's funny how many celebrities are part of it. Uh, yeah. Kirstie Alley. I, I, well, God rest her soul. Um, well, I, I, don't think, I don't think you did. And then what, what's your name that exposed him? I don't, I don't think... Uh, Leah, Leah Remy. I don't, yeah. I don't think God rested Kirstie Alley's soul with Scientology. She's right next That's to right. L. Ron Hubbard. I was just trying to be respectful. Um... I would not be surprised if these auditors weren't just like trained psychiatrists. Like they, if they weren't have their therapists or counsels, people who know how to ask these questions. No, these it, questions it's that. not. It's not that because these are just ranking members. None of them have any clinical background. It's L. Ron Hubbard wrote questions down, specific questions that they follow a script and. Mm -hmm. It it's the same script that they've had since Scientology began. 
I believe, I mean, I'm believing what's being read, but I just, my gut is telling me I would not be surprised if a bunch of these auditors weren't, didn't have some kind of psychiatric training so that they can be able to be more effective. Because like, like you said, even the most, even some of the most cynical ardent well, ex-scientologists are probably saying this was a great well, thing. Well, you, you don't have but to be. Hubbard dabbled with psychology. He did, but, and, and you don't, like, I could do the auditing. I don't have to be trained in it. All you have to know is how to manipulate somebody. Well, and, and that being said, how many times in our profession did we walk that line of a psychologist in order to get the answers and the response that we were looking for? Very true. That is, that's that's, a good that's all questioning a subject is. I'm, I'm using specific questions phrased a specific way to get you to answer in a specific fashion and when you yeah. don't answer the way i want you to i then analyze well why did you answer that way and not this way a normal person in this position when asked this question would have answered this way but you chose to answer this way oh yeah i mean why? the the like an example for those that are kind of lost on what we're what we're talking about because without a law enforcement background it's kind of hard to or a criminal background it's kind of hard to understand what we're talking about but let's say i go to uh aaron's the criminal and i uh i search him um and i find cocaine in his pocket well that's the first thing that's always said. These aren't my pants. Okay, so you just put on pants that don't belong to you. Well, uh, they must be my brother's pants. Okay, so your brother lives with you. Um, no, they were on the floor, but they got to be my brother's pants. Okay, so your brother doesn't live with you. But his pants were on the floor. When was the last time he was at your house? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen my brother in a while, but they've got to be his pants. Okay, well, they look like freshly washed pants, so that, that must be some strong cocaine to make it through the wash. Well, well, my wash is not... It's old. It's an old washer, so... Okay, okay. Well, unfortunately... Even though these are your brother's pants, um, you had your ID that had your face, your name, and your address where we just picked you up from in the same pocket as that bag of cocaine. So, unfortunately, you cannot tell me that you did not know that they were that it was there because your hands were obviously in your pockets. So... For that fact, you are going to be going to jail for possession of a controlled substance. And that's that's that manipulation of this line of questioning. You also make them stumble over themselves because it makes no sense. Oh, they're, they're my brother's pants. I found them on the ground, but I haven't seen my brother in a month. But his pants have been sitting there for a month and I have yet to wear them. Right. And right. then or your stuff is in the pockets you have dug in your pockets to get your ID. You, I literally watched you 
pull your ID out of that pocket to hand to me. And you're telling me you didn't know it was in there. Or you get the ones that go, I'm going out with some friends. Um, we're all going to go to the mall and they are going to pick me up at such and such time. Well, is this your, is your friend male or female? Well, they're, they're going to, they're going to, yeah. not he's going to, or she's going to, they're going to. And, and that's used a lot of times to disassociate themselves from um, the uh, possibility of incrimination of some kind. Yeah. So it, it's that's is used in our profession every day. So it, it's something that you don't have to have a clinical background to know. Um, yes, it does help, but I mean, you could watch a you could watch videos and learn how to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, Scientology doctrine claims that through auditing, people can solve their problems and free themselves of engrams. It also claims that this restores them to their natural condition as thetans and enables them to be at cause in their daily lives, responding rationally and creatively to life events rather than reacting to them under the direction of stored engrams. Once an area of concern has been identified, the auditor asks the individual specific questions about it to help him or her eliminate the difficulty and use the e-meter to confirm that the charge has been dissipated. As the individual progresses up the bridge to total freedom, the focus of auditing removes from moves from simple engrams to engrams of increasing complexity and other difficulties. At more advanced OT level, Scientologists act as their own auditors, solo auditors. Man, and, where is this course, for where is this for my PTSD and depression? Right. And of course that that freedom comes at a cost. Oh yeah. You don't progress up the bridge unless you pay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Scientology teaches that auditing can be hindered if the client is under the influence of drugs. Clients are thus advised to undertake the purification rundown for two to three weeks to detoxify the body prior to embarking on an auditing course. Also known as the purification program or purif. Fucking. L. Ron Hubbard and his military background having to shorten everything. The purification rundown focuses on removing the influence of both medical and recreational drugs from the body through a routine of exercise, saunas, and healthy eating. The church has purification centers where these activities can take place in most of its organizations, while free zone Scientologists have sometimes employed public saunas for the purpose. Other free zoners have argued that the impact of drugs can be countered through ordinary auditing with no need for the purification rundown. Um, if a client is deemed to lack the appropriate energy to undergo auditing at a particular time, the auditor may take them on a locational, a guided walk in which they are asked to look at objects they pass by. If auditing fails in its goals, Scientologists often believe that this is due to a lack of sincerity on the part of the person being audited, because it's never their fault. Uh Hubbard insisted that the e-meter was infallible, and that any errors were down to the auditor rather than the device. (laughs) Nothing is infallible. Because, I mean, it's it's funny, because the e-meter, if we think about what it does... 
measuring, supposedly, measuring brain waves, measuring impulses from the body, what other device does that? A lie detector. Well, and, and more importantly, the, the like the new lie detectors, for lack of a better term, it's actually a voice stress analysis. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of lie detectors. I Me don't either. I've taken them well, too I many mean, times. Like, like the old lie detector, it, it is fallible. It's very fallible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that was proven. Oh, I, was, I, that's I've why, beaten it before. Right. That's why everything... I, has progressed to the voice stress analysis. It's that they they have a camera that looks at your eye movement to see if your eyes fluttering or if it changes. They have sensors uh, under your legs and your arms that if you move mm-hmm. a millimeter, they mm-hmm. sense that and then they go, "Oh, why'd you move?" Because right. the fucking chair right. hurts. I right. was talking when I did mine for the Washington D.C. <clears throat> police. I was answering. Like, I was just really nervous. Like, I, I had actually gotten physically ill and threw up that morning, and I was just so nervous. I'd never been a lie detector, and the guy... So, and he was... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go. Finish. Like, nothing against the guy who did that. He was just very dedicated to what he did and weeding out potential, you know, candidates and everything, but uh, he took... He, he was just... It seemed like he was determined to trip me up. Like, at one point... I was like, do you lie to this? He's like, no, I'm pretty honest. And then he's like, oh, when you were in school, like in the second or third grade, you ever you <coughs> tell Fib about not turning your homework? And I kind of was like, oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, I thought you said you didn't lie. You lie now. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. I was just like, I can't win on this. Yeah, so. I can't win. So I'll tell you, because obviously I can say this now because lie detectors have changed so much. Before, old lie detectors, um, even when I got, when I went through my first one getting my security clearance, um, they were the older ones that were not vocal analysis. They were checking heart flutter, stuff like that. The way to beat them was to, during, because they ask you a series of control questions. Basic, what is your name? Uh, Is your name this? Is your name, is your age this, blah, 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 blah. Do you live this? Are you a white male? Are you this, this? They do that to set a baseline of your heart rate, your activity. The way that people would beat it is by increasing their heart rate during those base questions. So you could do a number of things. Uh, One thing that you were taught, which they started to search people before because of this you were taught to carry a needle with you and you would prick you would prick your finger with the needle every time you answered a question because the pain would make your heart rate spike um then they started searching people and you couldn't do that what i did um i just i i took my normal one as normal but then afterwards they because of my type of security clearance and what I did in the military, they taught us how to beat lie detectors as well. Um, and so I, one of the things that they teach you to do is to bite your lip or 
pinch yourself really hard, pinch your legs or something like that, create some type of pain to spike your heart rate. And that's how you would beat it. But the, these, these E machines are, it's a crock of shit. Mm -hmm. It's, it's fallible. It's none of it works. I genuinely believe it's just determined. Is this guy going to crack like, like an egg? Uh, if, it went under pressure because, like, like some of the questions, are like, do you consider yourself an honest person? I was like, how am I supposed to answer these questions? No shit, I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Or uh, it's like, have you ever done something that you don't think is a crime, but other people might consider a crime? I'm oh. like, yeah. At that point, I was just like, I'm done. Whether I'm, I'll get the job or I won't. Um, if this is based on anything. So, undertaking a full course of auditing with the church is expensive, although the prices are not often advertised publicly. In a 1964 letter, Hubbard stated that a 25-hour block of auditing should cost the equivalent of three months' pay for the average middle-class working individual. In 2007, the fee for a 12-and-a-half-hour block of auditing at the church's Tampa organization was $4,000. Wow. For 12 oh. hours. Good wow. God. And that we was in make... 2007. So if we do... If we do the exchange rate, uh, 5,800, almost six grand. Wow. Or maybe we should be auditors for the church. Yeah. I'll do it. I, I'm going to pocket all of that. You guys have to pay cash. Um yeah. The church is often criticized for the prices it charges for the auditing. Hubbard stated that the charging for auditing was necessary because the practice required an exchange, and should the auditor not receive something for their services, it could harm both parties. Like, like listen, at $4,000, listen, dude, like, you're a good auditor. I brought my knee pads today. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like I can't afford four grand, oh, yes. but twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Right, right, right. Let's go. Yeah, I bet you anybody's like, "Well, Ron Hubbard says we gotta charge people, so and it's all right. Everything's infallible with him." Um, like, yeah, I just you just picture like you get the like the. The thing is always the cop and the hot girl that he pulls over where she flirts and gets out of a ticket. I, f I think the same thing as those auditors. The girl comes in and she's like, zzz, zips it down a little bit. Do I have to pay the $4,000? Yes. I paid more for these. Right. Right. Um, in Scientology's teaching, removing all engrams from a person's mind transforms them from being pre-clear to a state of clear. Once a person is clear, Scientology teaches that they are capable of new levels of spiritual awareness. In the 1960s, the church stated that a, that a clear is holy himself with incredible awareness and power. It claims that a clear will have better health, improved hearing and eyesight, and greatly increased intelligence. So Scientology is the key to becoming a superhero. Hundred percent. Forget the radioactive spider. 
just just like, not right. you just can't be Iron Man or Batman because you just forked over all your money to the church. Yeah. 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 Um Hubbard Hubbard claimed that clears do not suffer from cold or allergies. God, I need to become clear. I was about to say, don't tell Pam. Don't tell Pam. She'll Pam, 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 and I are going to Scientology. Let's go. I was about to say, you, she'll be running. The way my allergies have been lately. Okay, give me four grand. I'll help you clear your engrams. No, I'll get the I'll get the soup cans out of the kitchen. Um. Hubbard stated that anyone who becomes clear will have complete recall of everything which has ever happened to him or anything he has ever studied. So oh, thank God I could finally get all the answers to my those I'll finally get all the answers to those math tests I took. Becoming I mean, a little late, but becoming you know, clear yeah. means you now have a photographic memory. Hey, maybe you guys will actually get the puzzles that I give to you in D and D. Nah, well, it, nah, probably not. Well, it gets better. Wait until you read the next part. Yeah. It gets better. Um, individuals who have reached clear have claimed a range of superhuman ab- abilities, including seeing through walls, remote viewing, and telepathic communication, although the church discourages them from displaying their advanced powers to anyone but senior church members. Of course Okay, so do. so do you guys know well, what re- do you guys know do. what remote viewing is? Yeah, I know. It's the ability yes. to look into places from a far distance. So, fun fact is the United States military experimented with remote viewing. The CIA, to be exact. Correct. Yeah. They, they claim to have people that could do remote viewing during the 60s. Um, from 60s... Four to sixty nine, which we will get plus. into that because there are parts of that with Project Paperclip and stuff like that. Right. Remote viewing does have play a part in all of that, but um, remote viewing—they say you just center your mind and reach out, think of where you want to be, and you can go there. So, almost also sounds like uh, the Stargate project. Yeah, too. I'm just gonna yeah, oh, clo- yeah. close my eyes. I'm thinking of a beach with a mahi mahi in my. I'm thinking of Mila Kunis. Um, okay, okay. I see her. <laughs> <laughs> she is completely naked. All right. <laughs> oh, good thing I have a photographic memory now, so I can always remember what this looks like. Right. Um, oh God! Here comes Ashton Kutcher. I have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, um man. Uh, Hubbard claimed well, that just wait outside the wall. Yeah. Wait yeah. Outside the room. Hubbard claims I, I wonder if anybody's ever tried to like bug or spy on the senior members like household just to see I'll do if it. this is true. I... I'll do it. I'll take a bug into the church. No, no, no. I'm talking about like the senior members just to see them use their superpowers. Yeah, I I'm going to go in there and play a bug. Um Hubbard claimed that once a person reaches clear, they will remain that way permanently. Church marks the attainment of clear status by giving an individual their own international clear number, which is marked on a silver bracelet and a certificate. Hubbard first began presenting people that it claims had reached clear to the public in the 1950s. In 1979, it claimed that 16,849 people had gone clear, and in 2018 claimed... 69,657 clears. In 2019, 
it was suggested that at least 90% of church members had yet to reach the state of clear, meaning that the vast majority remained on the lower half of the bridge. Scientology's aim is to clear the planet, that is, clear all people in the world of their engrams. Oh huh. my god. Huh. Huh. Um, I, just want, I just want the superpowers. Yeah. Yeah, just tell me, me that, about it. Actually. And let me and let me ride the and let me sail on the boats. Um the introspection rundown is a controversial Church of Scientology auditing process that is intended to handle a psychotic episode or complete mental breakdown. Introspection is defined for the purpose of this rundown as a condition where the person is looking into one's own mind, feeling, reactions, etc. The introspection rundown came under public scrutiny after the death of Lisa McPherson in 1995. Um, so she was a member of the Church of Scientology who died of a pulmonary embolism while under the care of the church's flag service organization, Clearwater. Um, she was a... The ME indicated that she was a victim of negligent homicide. Uh, Scientology was indicted on two felony charges, abuse and or neglect of a disabled adult, and practicing medicine without a license. They were dropped after the change after they changed the cause of death from undetermined to accident mm. yeah change his mind mm. yeah it's very interesting money we I, we could we could do a whole episode on just lisa mcpherson cuz there was um Evidence was mishandled uh, and destroyed. Um, oh, there we was need to do it then. testimonies, yeah. autopsies. We can do a whole episode on Lisa yeah. McPherson. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so write that down. We'll do an episode of Lisa McPherson. Okay. Um, the degrees above the level of clear are called operating Phaeton or OT. Hubbard described there as being 15 OT levels, although had only completed eight of these during his lifetime. OT levels 9 to 15 have not been reached by any Scientologist. Slackers. I'll yeah. get there in one day. <laughs> in 1988, the Scientology organization stated that the OT levels 9 and 10 would only be released when certain benchmarks and its expansion had been achieved. Church of Scientology has gone to considerable length to try to maintain the secrecy of the texts, but they remain widely available on the internet. It was partly due to litigation involving Scientology, whereby the Fishman affidavit was leaked to the public. Materials have also been passed on to other sources made available by publishers, such as the media organization WikiLeaks. Um, so the Fishman affidavit was a set of court documents submitted by self-professed ex-Scientologist Stephen Fishman in the federal case Church of Scientology International versus Fitman and Gertz. Um, it was affidavit contained criticisms of the Church of Scientology and substantial portions of the operating Thetan auditing and course materials. So by him filing this, all of that material had to go to court. And became public knowledge. And was then posted to the internet. Um, so. It, it's pretty interesting. You can look up Fishman Affidavit. And follow the trail. And find all of that information. Because it's still available. 
To gain the OT levels of training, a church member must go to one of the advanced organizations or orgs, which are based in Los Angeles, Clearwater, East Grinstead, Copenhagen, Sydney, and Johannesburg. Conservative estimates estimates indicate that getting to OT8 would require a minimum of payments to the Scientology organization of $350,000 to $400,000. Wow. Who are they conning out of their money, Elon yeah. Musk? OT levels 6 and 7 are only available at Clearwater. The highest level, OT 8, is disclosed only at sea on the Scientology ship Free Winds, operated by the flagship, flagship service org. Which is also probably conveniently parked out in international waters. I wonder where, where they sit at. Let me look. Um... So it, what's funny is it used to be a cruise ship. Um, what, Carnival? Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what it was. Well, it was... Yeah, I wonder I wonder what it was. Um, but it looks like... It sits... Uh, in Bremen, West Germany. Or, I'm sorry, no, not not now. Now it's in Panama City, Panama. Oh, okay. From 68 to 81, it was in Bremen, West Germany, and 81 and to now it's in Panama City, Panama. That's its port of registry. Which is pro- very also convenient because Panama doesn't have a lot of extradition treaties with other countries, and a lot of shady organizations register their ships out of Panama so that they can get around a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, so it used to be a it was called the Boheme and it sailed to Stockholm um, before they bought it. Uh, From 68 to 85, it was owned by the Walneus Bremen and the Hansetic Caribbean Shipping Company. Hmm. So it was a legit cruise line. It was called the Commodore Cruise Line. Or the Majestic. Now it's called the Majestic Cruise Lines. Um, but yeah, it was it was the Commodore Cruise Line. Maybe they sailed by the Eat the Horn of Africa. Maybe the Somali Pirates. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good looking ship. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, the amount of money that they're bilking out of their followers, I would hope they would have a pretty decent ship. Um, like, here, I'll show you guys. Uh, that's what the ship looks like. It's not a bad ship, and I and it's small. It's probably big enough that it can accommodate enough VIPs, but it's small enough that they can't just. Not everyone can get on. Well, so behind that, that's that's a Carnival cruise ship, so it it port it docks at ports with other cruise ships. Because oh, yeah. that's a Carnival cruise. I've been on that. Um, all right, so. Um. Scholar of religion Alid Thomas suggested that the status of a person's level creates an internal class system within the church. Church claims that the... 
Yeah, the church claims that the material taught in the OT levels can only be comprehended once its previous material has been mastered and is therefore kept confidential until a person re reaches the requisite level. Higher level church members typically refuse to talk about the contents of those OT levels. Those progressing through the OT levels are taught additional, more advanced auditing techniques. One of the techniques taught is a method of auditing oneself, which is the necessary procedure for reaching OT level 7. Hmm. Um, reflecting a strong science fiction theme within its theology, uh, Scientology's teachings make reference to space opera, a term denoting events in the distant past in which spaceships, spacemen, and intergalactic travel all feature. This incorporates what the scholar of religion Michael Rothstein referred to as the Xenu myth, a story concerning humanity's origins on Earth. This myth was something that Rothstein described as being the basic, sometimes implicit, mythology of the movement. Okay, let's get into okay. let's get into the Xenu myth. Yes, Hubbard wrote about a great catastrophe that took place 75 million years ago he remembers it he was there oh. <laughs> um, he referred to this as incident two which means that there was a one before that one of several universal <laughs> incidents that, that hindered the thetan's ability to remember its origins according to this story 75 million years ago there was a galactic federation of 76 planets ruled over by a leader called xenu the Federation was overpopulated, and to deal with this problem, Xenu transported large numbers of people to the planet Tegiak, uh, which is Earth. He then detonated hydrogen bombs inside volcanoes to exterminate the surplus population. The Thetans of those killed were then packaged, by which Hubbard meant that they were clustered together. Implants were inserted into them, designed to kill any body that the Thetans would subsequently inhabit, should they recall the event of their destruction. After the Tegiak massacre, several of the officers in Xenu's service rebelled against him, ultimately capturing and imprisoning him. According to OT documents discussing Incident 2, the bodies of those, of those Xenu placed on Tegiak were destroyed but their inner Thetans survived and continued to carry the trauma of this event. Scientology maintains that some of these traumatized Thetans, which lack bodies on their own, become body Thetans, clustering around living people and negatively impacting them. Many of the advanced auditing techniques taught to Scientologists focus on dealing with these body Thetans, awakening them from the amnesia they experience and allowing them to detach from the bodies they cluster around. Once free, they are capable of either being born into bodies of their choosing or remaining detached from any physical form. Hubbard claimed to have discovered the Xenu myth in December 1967, having taken the plunge deep into his time track. He commented that he was probably the only one ever to do so in 75 million years. Scientology teaches that attempting to recover this information from the time track typically results in an individual's death caused by the presence of Xenu's implants, but that, because of Hubbard's technology, this death can be avoided. <laughs> I now know our next one-shot for d, &D. <laughs> Yes. You I literally... I, I, I don't have the... I, I... Like, like, let's be honest. Let's put aside that he believed that this was real. 
if that was a if that was a science fiction book, people would fucking watch it, read it. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. I'm just, I'm I'd just watch like, it. I'm, just, I'm sitting here fuck thinking yeah. like, okay, I take back this. Harvard was really good. Had a magic. Yeah. Holy crap! It's like, it's like Battlestar Galactica meets Altered Carbon meets um, what's the the one with the uh, the scientist and the black matter. Um, we had talked about that before. Um, uh, shoot, scientist and black out. matter. Yeah, she's a FBI agent. Um, or X something. Files? No, 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 it's not the X Files. Dark it's Matters. Different. Dark Matter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just like, oh my god, this all sounds batshit crazy. Why did you make a? Yeah. Why did you make a? All right. One. You should have made a book next, out of this. Our this next space awesome. one shot. Hell yeah! Let's go. That, I, I mean, uh, technically it's a work of fiction, so we could use it. Yeah. What are they gonna do? Call call it the the call of Zenu. Call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the call of Zenu. I'm not saying it's aliens. I'm not saying it's aliens. But, but it's, it's aliens. God, it's goddamn aliens. Um, it's goddamn aliens. All right. I, I miss that character. Uh, I do, too. <laughs> maybe someday they'll be back. Maybe. Um, as the church argues that learning the Xenu myth can be harmful for those unprepared for it. So I'm sorry for those of you that were not prepared to learn the truth. The documents <laughs> discussing Xenu were restricted for those church members who had reached the OT3 level known as the Wall of Fire. These OT3 teachings about Xenu were later leaked by ex-members becoming a matter of public record after being submitted as evidence in court cases. They are now widely available online. The church claims that the leaked documents have been distorted, and that the OT-level texts are only religiously meaningful in the context of the OT courses in which they are provided, thus being incomprehensible to outsiders. They're calling us stupid. Not to be confused with the song Ring of Fire. Yeah. I fell into a burning wall of fire. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I forgot. I forgot. He does does like Johnny Cash. He hates Johnny Cash. I I hate Johnny Johnny Cash. I hate him. I fell into a burning wall of fire. Maybe one or two songs. He does not like Ring of Fire. I hate Ring of Fire. He also doesn't like Elvis. Facts. Are you American? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I doubt that. The man is the king El- of rock and roll. No, Elvis was an alien. Everybody knows that. He was. Well, he yeah, was he, a Xenu. He was from Xenu. Yeah. I mean, come on, Ben. Freaking Thetans. Um, like, like Elvis never died. He just returned he back to his planet. He's a Thetan now. Ben Black. Yeah. Elvis didn't die. He just went home. That's right. That's um, right. Come on now. Church members who have reached the OT3 level routinely (laughs) deny these teachings exist. Hubbard, however, talked about Xenu on several occasions. The Xenu story bears similarities with some of the science fiction stories Hubbard published. And Rosty noted that substantial themes from the Xenu story are detectable in Hubbard's book, Scientology, A History of Man. Critics of Scientology regularly employ reference to Xenu to mock the movement believing that the story will be regarded as absurd by outsiders and thus proving detrimental to Scientology. 
Critics have also highlighted factual discrepancies regarding the myth. Geologists demonstrate that the Mauna Lao volcano, which appears in the myth, is far younger than 75 million years old. Scientists nevertheless regard it as factual account of past events. Well, I mean, obviously the scientists are wrong. Yeah. Obviously. Um... Scientology sets forth explicit ethical guidelines for its followers to adhere to. In the Scientology worldview, humans are regarded as being essentially good. Its value system was largely compatible with the Protestant dominant culture in which it arose. Scientology professes professes belief in fundamental human rights. The liberal or personal rights of the individual are often stressed as being at the core of the Scientologist creed. And Scientologists have led campaigns to promote the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Gender and sexuality have been controversial issues in Scientology history. Women are able to become ministers and rise through the church ranks in the same manner as men. Hubbard's writing makes uh, androcentric assumptions through its use of language, with critics of Scientology accusing him of being a misogynist. Hubbard's use of language is also heteronormative, and he described the same-sex attraction as a perversion and physical illness, rendering homosexuals extremely dangerous to society. Various Free Zone Scientologists have alleged that they encountered homophobia within the church. Church's stance on same-sex sexuality has drawn criticism from gay rights activists. Um, Scientology emphasizes the importance of survival, which it subdivides into eight classifications that are referred to as dynamics. First dynamic is individual. The second pertains to procreation in the family. The third to a group or groups of... The group or groups a person belongs to. The fourth is humanity. The fifth is the environment. The sixth is the physical universe. The seventh is the spiritual universe. And the eighth is affinity, infinity or divinity. According to Hubbard's teachings, the optimum solution to any problem is believed to be the one that brings the greatest benefit to the greatest number of dynamics. Westbrook stated that this uh, utilitarian principle is central to an understanding of Scientology ethics for church members. Um, I want to stop there. Um, we have quite a bit left to go on, so this will definitely be a four-parter. Um, we are digging way, way deeper into Scientology. Um, so... Going down the rabbit hole, people. Yeah, this is... Scientology is just fucking stupid. I just I want to know where I can sign up. That's all. I want. I just twenty I just minutes from my, here. I want my super. <laughs> I, I want my superpowers. I want to fly. Right. We, That's the only reason I want to go. We are serious. We are seriously taking that tour. Listen, oh we, we took a tour of a haunted prison. I think we can take a tour okay, of there's Scientology. A, there's a very distinct difference between a, a haunted prison, alleged haunted, because I didn't experience anything. It's haunted. There yet. I'm sure it's it is. Cool. I, be- I believe it. Um, and a cult. Which, I would I would like to say, so a couple weeks ago, um, Ben and his wife Pam came down to visit 
Um, and we went to the Ohio State Reformatory, which Ben did not know this at the time until we literally pulled up there because I did not tell him so he would be surprised. But it is where Shawshank Redemption was filmed. Yeah, Amy, Amy said the same thing. She's like, I'd really like to go to Shawshank as we pull in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben I, Ben, I, I, ben I, I, saw I, I, the I, I, sign I, I, and he goes, wait, you didn't tell me? I said, no, nope. right? One of my favorite movies, actually. Yep, um, but yeah, that's I, I kept it a secret from Ben that that was filmed there. But we did go take a tour of it. It was really cool. Um, ben cool. was terrified of the heights. Uh, it was so funny to watch. Um, but we are going to reach out to them. And we are going to see if we can stay overnight and do a podcast overnight. Yes. Um, when Ben moves down here. So I'm, I'm in. If we can maybe even try. I think Chris, part of who's one of the cast of our, our D&D stream, he's even said yeah. he will... He will drive up, and then all the female members of our cast and crew will probably all have a girls' night while all of us just go stay at a haunted prison. Yeah, so uh, we get, we'll probably be able to get Elliot to do it with us, too. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we plan on doing that, and if we do that, we will try and go live, because um, there was Wi-Fi there. So uh, Wi-Fi. God, yeah. I got no signal. Yeah. Wish I had known that. Yeah, there, there's Wi-Fi there. Um, but we can also rent uh, ghost hunting equipment as well. Um, but I, th- what we're going to try and reach out to them is to make it a uh, charity stream. So uh, we're going to stream as long as possible there. Stay up as long as we can. Stream as long as possible. And throughout that whole stream, we will take donations that will be donated to the Ohio State Reformatory because they are revamping the entire place. They, It looks amazing. They are redoing a bunch of spaces. There's a bunch of places we couldn't get to because they are renovating it. Um, a couple of the haunted places. Um, there's a place that freaked all of us out mm-hmm. with, the, with the chair. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, so we're gonna try and do that. So stay tuned for that announcement because that would be that'll be live on our Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv/dungeons underscore and underscore magi, um, and yeah. So, um, but yeah. So we will be back next week with part three of the Church of Scientology. Um, yeah. We want to thank you guys for listening, and please remember to turn in your glasses, push in your chairs, and as always, don't forget to tip the bard. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.